welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. started this message last week and we want to I would rather like us to continue today I want to continue and the subject the Christ in our crisis we looked at the journey of Israel from Egypt to the promised land and last week we were looking at their journey as they arrived at Rephidim and I would like us to go in our Bibles again to the book of Exodus chapter 17 Exodus the 17th chapter reading Verses 1 through 7. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys or journeyings according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people did child with Moses and said give us water that we may drink and Moses said unto them why chide ye with me wherefore do you tempt the Lord and the people thirsted there for water and the people murmured against Moses and said wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smote the water or the river take it in thine hand behold i will stand before thee upon the rock in horeb and thou shalt smite the rock and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink and moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. We pause there. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Here we find the children of Israel in their journey through the wilderness. 
The Bible tells us here that they arrived at Rephidim. And this was about the 42nd day of their journey. So they have been journeying now for about 42 days since they left Egypt. They arrived at this place called Rephidim. And Rephidim in and of itself means rest. So they arrived at the place of rest that it was located about 25 miles from the mountain of Sinai and that it was a large valley and the people arrived there when they arrived there there was no water the creeks were all dry I tried to find why they had expected water and discover that there was no promise given to them no word given to them that they would have found water there but when they they expected water when they arrived at the place of rest but when they arrived there they found no water and we can only only imagine what it is like in a desert land to be journeying in a desert and when you arrive there the place where you expect to find some water only to realize there was no water. The Bible said the people were, were disappointed. And we can also understand that indeed they have reason to be. Because you come to a place and in life we have certain expectations that when we would have done what we needed to do that the result would be what is desired. Am I talking to us today? Amen. We understand that the children of Israel, they journeyed according to the commandment of God. That they were in obedience to God. And God gave them his approval. Because he guided them by the pillar of cloud by day. They were out in the desert, the hut dry desert and God gave them that cloud during the day to cover them from the heat so they were simply following where the cloud was leading am I am I talking to us so they were in obedience they were doing what they were supposed to do when it was night, there was a pillar of fire to give them light because they were out in the desert. God gave them light, so God led them along the way. Am I still talking to us today? God led them to Rephidim. And when they arrived there, there was no water sometimes we do all the right things then we arrive at certain place where we expect certain results and uh, when we don't get those results we tend to get disappointed 
And I've heard people say, I've, I've, I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. I've been doing the right thing. But then all of a sudden, this happening to me as if to say, why me? I've been doing the right thing. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. As the Lord instructs me in his word, I've been doing. But now here am I. This disaster has come my way. This tragedy has come my way while I'm walking with the Lord. Am I, am I talking to somebody today? This is reality that we encounter from time to time as human beings. Just like the children of Israel on their journey, God was leading them. They were not disobeying the directive. This was the 42nd day of their journey and the pillar of cloud led them to Rephidim. When they arrived at Rephidim, all the creeks were dry. There was no water. Oh Lord. They were in a terrible situation. But what did they do? What were they supposed to do and what did they do? The Bible says that they murmured against Moses. They tempted God and asked, is God with us or not? As if to imply, if God is with us, then let God give us what? They tempted the Lord. You and I have to be careful that we don't tempt the Lord in our daily walk as Christians. He has already given us his word. He said, I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to be with you all the way. Oh Lord, I'm going to be with you in the good time and I'm going to be with you in the bad times. Am I still talking to us? So we have to be careful that we don't tempt the Lord. Say, well, God, if you're with me and then do this, then do that. We have to be careful. The Lord is with us. Can I get an amen? Amen. Even when things are rough, the Lord is with us. When things are tough, the Lord is with us. Because he has already committed himself to us. But sometimes the Lord leads us in difficult places. Oh, you didn't hear me. Sometimes the Lord leads us in some difficult places. Yes, he leads us sometimes through the valley. Gets slippery, gets difficult, gets hard. But he's still leading us. And we still need to follow. Uh, there are times when the Lord wants to manifest himself. He wants to show himself on our behalf. And he leads us into some tight spots. Leads us in some difficult situation. Because he wants to manifest himself. He, he wants to prove to us who he really is. He wants to strengthen our faith. Uh, 
still talking to you, right? When the Israelites reached Rephidim and realized that there was no water, instead of trusting God, the God who delivered them from Egypt's bondage, we realize that their trust was in man. They said to Moses, give us some water. They demanded that Moses give them water as if he was some magician. After all that God was doing through Moses on their behalf, they did not acknowledge God. That indeed it was God who was working. And so they said to Moses, give us water. They treated him as though he was some magician who was going to just do some things and bring about water for them to drink. Because they all were in the same situation. Moses was not in a better place than they were physically because they all were journeying together. They all were thirsting together. Amen. And then they said to him, why have you led us this, in this path? You, you brought us here to kill us. You brought us here to kill our children and to kill off our cattle. Give us water. They demanded of Moses that he give them water. They were following, but it appears as if their trust was in Moses more than in God. Because they were seeing the physical man who was God's representative. And instead of looking beyond him and seeing God, all that they saw was the man Moses. And Moses was there and when the difficulty arise, they said to Moses, give us water. I think it is important for us to understand that humans can only do so much. Humans can only help thus far. That every one of us will have to stand, amen, before God for ourselves. And there are some situations in life that human beings might be able to empathize or sympathize with us, but that's as far as they can go. They cannot help us beyond that. It is only God. It is only God who can help us. Sometimes we go through situations and we are in a crowd and... Everybody thinks that we are all right, but deep within there is that fear, there is that loneliness there, there is that anguish because nobody can reach there except God. And it would look from the other's perspective as if everything is all right, but we know that deep down within, something is just not right. That amen, where, where we need help, where we need assistance, it is only God who can help us. Sometimes, you know, people go as far as they can and they do as much as they can. 
but we need to always acknowledge that they can only go thus far. Moses, as God's representative, he was following God's directive. He was leading the people in the path that God would have them to go. He was fulfilling his mission. He was fulfilling his purpose. But only thus far he could go. Our hope is to be in God and not man. Our hope is to be in God. For the best of us human beings have our limitations, have our failures, have our faults. So our trust must be in the living God. For it is God, the Bible says, who redeems the soul of his servants. And none that trust in him shall be desolate. None. So our trust must be in God. The Bible says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him, the Bible says, and he will bring it to pass. The psalmist said, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. The arm of flesh will fail you. Man can only go so far, but God is able to go all the way. Amen. So we are to trust, put our trust in God. God, through the prophet Isaiah, chastised Israel with these words. Say, Woe to the rebellious children, said the Lord, that take counsel, but not from me. And that have a covering, but not with my spirit. They're covered, but not by the spirit. The Bible says that they may add sin to sin. So they walk, they that go down to Egypt and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. They have a covering. But the covering that they have is not of the Lord. They have protection. But their protection did not come from God. And the only protection that is lasting, the only covering that is real, is the one that comes from God himself. The only covering that will last the test of time is the covering that comes from God. One of the things that we find sweeping the Caribbean many instances is this idea of guard rings and everybody uh, wearing the guard rings because they need covering they need protection and uh, they are killing one another for their guard rings because the ring gives a certain level of protection as far as they are concerned am I talking to us but the only protection that is really of any importance is the protection that God gives. 
the covering that God gives. When you are covered by God, you are covered. When you are protected by God, you are protected. Amen. And nothing can in any wise harm you. Once you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Am I talking to a church? We are to stay under that covering. Under that banner. The banner of the cross. And once we are covered by the Spirit of God. And that is the covering that we really need. And we don't need to worry. We don't need any other external thing to get ourselves mixed up in anything else. We just need to stay with Jesus. And I'm saying this and you say, Pastor, why are you saying this in church? You would be amazed at how this has infiltrated the church. You would be amazed at how many persons in church are involved in these kinds of things because they need protection. That's what they say. But the only protection that really matters is the protection that God gives. Amen. Am I still talking to us? Amen. The Israelites tested God. They were questioning God's goodness and demanding that God prove himself to them. Demanding that he takes care of them right there and right now. Sometimes when we listen to some prayer, we wonder. Because sometimes some of our brethren feel that they are at the place where they can demand God. And they can compel God. And people sitting there in ignorance, not understanding, believe, man, they have some authority, they have some power. No, they don't. So you can't compel God. You can only request of him. And that the more we humble ourselves and ask of him is the more he will do for us. Can I get an amen? The more we acknowledge him that he is the supreme one. He is the Lord. He does exactly as he pleases. And he can operate independent of any of us. So it is a privilege for us to be involved in his service. Are you still with me? It is a privilege to do something for God. It's a privilege to serve the Lord. Yes. Because God can do without us. He can raise up stones. <laughs> to praise him. So the Bible says. But thank God he has chosen us. In his mercy. And the Bible says he did so for his own good pleasure. He chose us. And he chose us to serve him. What a privilege. What a privilege. Here we find Israel demanding that God prove himself to them. In their crisis. In their difficulty. If the Lord is with us then... Why don't we have water if the Lord is with us? Even though there was the evidence, amen, the pillar of cloud that led them by day, that covered them 
from the heat of the desert as they were journeying. And when it was dark, there was a pillar of fire that gave them light in the desert. Almost three million people in the desert. God covered them. God protected them. God took care of them. But as soon as they reach some difficulty, and, and I'm not trying to minimize it because this was a serious matter. Yes, they were in need of water. That was serious business. They were in the desert. That was serious business. But as soon as difficulty arise, they forgot the Lord that led them. They forgot the Lord that delivered them from Egypt's bondage. They forgot. Can you imagine what that would have been like if almost three million people that were traveling from Egypt to Canaan, if when they reached that point where there was no water, if they had joined with Moses in prayer to seek God to give them water, can you imagine what a sight that would be for almost three million people bowing down out there in the desert before God, seeking the face of God, seeking the direction of God? Can you imagine what it would be like? Uh, can you imagine? They arrived at a point in their lives where their faith was tested. And the reality is, they failed the test. They failed because instead of trusting God, instead of looking to God, they start murmuring. They start complaining. They start grumbling. They started to complain. They accused Moses of being some kind of imposter, of misleading them and leading them to their death. You brought us here to kill us and our children and our cattle. As if to say, you took us from the land of prosperity. They forgot what everything was like in Egypt. They forgot their struggle that the Lord delivered them from. They're saying to Moses that you're leading us to our death. The people were weary. The Bible said that they were ready to stone Moses. You can only imagine what it was like out in the desert and almost three million people turn against you and want to stone you. This was a very serious situation for Moses. The people were filled with violence. They were filled with anger unregulated, uncontrolled anger. They forgot all about God's wonderful provision in the past. How he parted the Red Sea for them. 
how when the Egyptian army was aiming upon them to destroy them, to kill them, how God parted the Red Sea and allowed them to go through on dry land. And as soon as they stepped out of the water and stepped back, the sea regained its territory. And the Egyptian army was drowned in the sea, in the Red Sea. They, they forgot all about God's glorious power and how he had used Moses to free them from Egypt's bondage. Let us, brothers and sisters, when we face our crisis, not forget the God who had led us this far. Let us not forget the God who had been there for us during the hard times that we experienced in the past. You know, sometimes when we experience our struggles, when we experience our challenges, it always appears to us as if it's the first time. But if we would pause and think, we quickly will remember that we experienced something similar and God brought us through. Am I talking to us? Yes, he brought us through. Amen. You see, the enemy doesn't want us to remember that. Because if we remember that, then we are going to gain courage to go on. So he doesn't want us to remember that. He wants us to just focus on this one and this one alone. As if the world is falling apart. This is the end of it. But if we look back at where the Lord brought us from. And how he delivered us from various circumstances. Then we are going to gain courage. We are going to gain strength in our crisis. To go forward. To keep going on. Knowing that the same God who delivered us back then. Is able to deliver us today. Mm. Israel as a nation, as a people, they were broken and they were bewildered. They found themselves in a hot place. A very difficult place because when you're out in the desert and you have no water, that is a serious problem. That is absolutely no joke business. If you are in a desert, if you are in a dry place and you have no water, then you are in trouble. And Israel was in serious trouble, no denying that fact. They arrived at Rephidim, they were expecting water there. When they arrived, they realized that all the creeks were dry and there was no water. And instead of looking to God, the God who brought them this far, the God who delivered them from Egypt's bondage, instead of looking to God, they started looking to man. And as a result of placing their attention on the man Moses, they became disappointed because Moses was a man just like them. And Moses can only do so much. It is God who helped him to 
do the things that he did in bringing them out of Egypt and allowing them to travel these 42 days in the wilderness. Their minds were not on God. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that even though they had left Egypt, they didn't leave completely because their minds were still back there. Their hearts were still in Egypt. They were not completely sold out for the Lord. And so although they were journeying, the Bible said there was what was called a mixed multitude. Those who married Jews and the, yes, the intermarriage between the Jews and the Egyptians. And as soon as things get hard, these were the people who look back and say things would have been better in Egypt. And the multitude, all the people, because of their carnality they all began to murmur they all began to complain and they turned to poor brother Moses and they wanted to stone him and it's one thing you know about Israel when it comes to stone it's no it's no joke business and it was always a mass thing where everybody tried to get a rock in, you see. It wasn't a stone war where one person tossing a whole lot of stones, you know. No. It was where everybody get one. And when, when everybody finished pounding their one on you, that's the execution. Everybody play a part. And so when, when it's all over, there is a pile of rocks that bury you. And they got ready to stone Moses because they believed that it's Moses who brought them to this hard place where they found themselves. They were, they were taxed from their trials and so they were now in a hard place, a very, very difficult place they found themselves in. But God is in control. Can somebody say amen? And we ought to remind ourselves when the goings get tough that God has a plan. Yes, doesn't matter how difficult life might get for us, we should always remind ourselves that God has a plan. And the plan that he has for us is a good plan. He reminds us through the prophet Jeremiah, Say so the plans that I have for you, they are good plans. They are plans to prosper you. They are plans to give you a hope and a future. The plans that God has for us are good plans. Sometimes we go through challenges. And that's a part of life. Can somebody say amen? Sometimes we go through difficulties, hardship. And that's a part of life. But we must always remember that the plans that God has for us are good plans. Yes, He has good plans for us. 
But we just need to keep pressing on. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. Knowing that in due time God is going to fulfill his plan in our lives. But brother, sister, there are tests that we must pass. There are tests. And, and, and we know this with the children of Israel. Time and again they failed the test. And so as a result, they kept circling, going around and circling the wilderness. And after they would have traveled for a while, and they go around and come back, they realize, wait, but we passed here already. We were here before. It's a look and say, yeah, we were here before. Because they did not pass the test. So the Lord bring them back so that they would take the test over. Because in order for them to move on, they have to pass the test. There are situations in our lives, brothers and sisters, that uh, God takes us through. And when we would have done what we needed to do, when we would have fulfilled what God would have us do, when we would have learned what the Lord would have us to learn, then he takes us to the next step, the next level. Sometimes some of us, we just get angry and get frustrated because we just cannot understand why. Because in our minds, we are saying that we have not done anything to deserve this. We have been serving the Lord. We have been obedient to the Lord. But we, we need to remind ourselves that all of us deserve death. All of us. That's what we deserve. But it is God in his mercy. He extended grace to us. Can somebody say amen? And it is his grace that keeps us. So whenever we experience hardship or difficulty, when we go through crisis, we must always remember that really what we deserve is death. For the wages of sin is death. That's what we deserve. But God in his mercy. He saves us. And as we go through this life. There are going to be ups and there are going to be down. And some writer asked the question. Must I be taken to the skies in flowery bed of ease. While others fight to win the prize. And sail through bloody sea. It's a, it's a prize that we are fighting to win. Yes, and we need to fight. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. That is, that is to be our goal. That is to be our desire. No matter what come our way, that we are going to fight that good fight of faith. We as God's children are not immune to trouble. We don't have any immunity because we, we, we are serving the Lord, then we, we are free from all of these things. No, 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 we are not. As a matter of fact, because of who we are, we suffer even more. Yes, because of who we are, because God has saved us. Because we are pilgrims and we are strangers in this land, we don't belong here. We suffer even more. 
But God is able to see us through. God is able to take care of us. Amen. God is able to sustain us. So we need to always, brothers and sisters, keep our eyes on the prize. Keep pressing on. Keep looking ahead. Never, never going back. Amen. But keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. Ever so often we have to glance back to remind ourselves of where the Lord brought us from and what he has done for us and how he has delivered us. But we don't want to spend too much time looking back. We want to look forward. For we are to press on. God is taking us from where we are to where he wants us to be. And we need to press on. We need to go forward. Yes, not backward. We need to go forward. We don't want things to go back to where they used to be. No, we want better. We want things to get better. Amen. For we want to experience new heights with the Lord. So we want to get things to get better. So we are moving forward. We are pressing on. By the grace of God. And we know that his grace is sufficient. Amen. So when, when life's crisis come, we need to remember that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Christ of our crises. And he's able to deliver. He's able to take us through no matter what it is that we experience. No matter what. Our God is able to deliver. Our God is able to see us through no matter what. Let us today resolve in our hearts that we are going to be true, we are going to be faithful to Him. We are going to trust Him to see us through. We are going to trust Him to lead, to guide, and to direct us. We are going to trust God to guide us even through these difficult and challenging times that we're living in. Our hope, our trust is in the Lord and he's able, amen, to see us through. Israel, they were taxed from their trials and they found themselves in a hard place. But even while they were there in that hard place, they did not recognize it, but God was with them. Amen. God was with them. And I say to you, it does not matter what your situation is. God has not given up on you. God has not abandoned you. God is with you. And God is going to see you through. God is going to take you through. What you need to do is to be obedient to his word and to do what he tells you to do. Do what he tells you to do, and he will see you through. Because indeed he is the Christ of all crises. And so we will experience crises from time to time, and we must always remind ourselves that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Christ of all crises. We are in a covenant relationship with him. Amen. And he has committed himself to us. 
that he's not going to leave and he's not going to forsake us. So when the goings get rough, when it gets tough, we need to remind ourselves that the Lord is in the midst of it, no matter what. Pray that faith arise in somebody's soul today. They lay hold on, amen, the promises of God that God cannot fail. Whatever he says he will do, he will do. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. We honor, we adore you. Thank you for Israel's example. Thank you, God, for the way you led them and what they went through. Thank you that it is recorded for us to learn from their failures, God, to learn from their misfortune so that our lives today can be the better, that we would not have to fall the same way that they fall or the same way that they fell. God, help us. Help us to be true. Help us to be faithful in our walk with you. Strengthen us, Lord, especially when we go through our crisis, through our difficulties, that we'll always look to you, knowing that you're right there with us, ready to assist us, ready to aid us. Help us, O oh God, to keep our eyes on you. Keep our eyes on you as we navigate this difficult period in human history, that, O oh God, our eyes will be fixed on you, for we know that you lead us aright. We give you thanks, Father. We give you praise. If there is somebody listening to this word who have not yet started this Christian journey, they have not yet surrendered their lives to you, oh God, we pray, that you would help them to realize, no matter what stage of life they're at, Lord, that they need you, they need you, Father, and that now is the time. Now is the time. I pray you would touch, I pray you would save, pray you would deliver somebody today. Lord, we give you thanks. Father God, we give you praise. We give you glory, we give you honor. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. There's somebody in the house today, somebody online, you're not yet saved. And you want to make today your day where you surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're in this house, we invite you to, amen, make that known publicly. And if you're online, we also want you to make it known. Yes, I want Jesus as my Savior. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you are here today, you can be saved by inviting Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior. And if you are listening online, you can also be saved by inviting Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Savior and Lord. Simple act of faith, amen, but it works wonders when it is done. May God, may God help us. May God help us. Somebody might be 
at a place in their lives where they are questioning God. The Lord is leading you to total surrender. Surrender yourselves to Him. Trust Him. And God is able to bring it to pass. May God help us all. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Bavoni Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. So as we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.